Hello and welcome to the Poetry Exchange. I'm Michael Schaefer. And I'm Fiona Bennett. How wonderful to see you, Michael. And you too, Fiona. How are you? I'm all right. I'm all right, yes. It's been a busy day, mm. but um, all is well. All is well. On the raft, I sometimes think of, you know, poetry as my raft. I'm on this little raft of poetry. And I just sort of get on the raft, I'll be all right. Is the raft on a river or on a sea? It's on the river. It's on the river. You know this about me. How is the... I do know you're a fan of the rivers. Uh, how, is the, how is the flow of the river? Oh, it's... Sometimes it's, um, you know, the rapids. Have you got an oar? Have I got an oar? Have you Have got a, a paddle? A paddle. Yes, exactly. I'm paddling like, <laughs> as it were. How about you? I'm very well, thank you. Yeah, yeah. I... Um, I did a lovely thing last week, actually, at the Theatre Royal Stratford East. Lucy Kirkwood has, uh, wrote a play called Maryland that was a, a really kind of immediate response to uh, the murders of Sarah Everard and Sabina Nessa. And, yeah, she wrote the play quickly. It's only sort of 25, 30-minute play, and the Royal Court had it on for a few weeks. All the actors, with different kind of actors with script in hand, and then the Theatre Royal Stratford East picked it up last week. We just did two shows. We rehearsed in the day um, and then did uh, two shows, seven o'clock and a half, eight that night. And it was a really... Uh, it. A lot of the time we talk about theatre being important, and I, I rarely think it is, but I did think that there was something quite important about this piece. It felt quite um, sort of urgent, almost like guerrilla theatre or something, and, a, you know, a, a cry of anger that needed to be made and heard and both shows were sold out and it was a really um yeah i was really pleased to be asked to to be a part of it so mm. yeah brilliant and am i right in thinking michael that people can get if they haven't been able to see it they can get a copy of the text is that yeah, right the text is freely available and anyone is able to mount a production of this without any rights lucy kirkwood has waived the rights for this and if you go onto the royal court website you can download a copy if you would like to read the text yeah brilliant wonderful now fee we've got a really exciting episode coming up we've got a walt whitman poem Walt Whitman's someone that I always feel it's almost like a kind of... Uh, he's almost like a mythological character or something to mm, me. Mm, but mm. I don't... I haven't really engaged all that much with his poems. This is the second Walt Whitman that we've had brought into us. The first one was Oh Captain, My Captain. That was, that was a friend to Farrah. Uh, so if you haven't heard that one, you can go back through the archives. Uh, that was back in July 2019 we put that episode out. But... I was really taken with this one, Fiona. Mm. Yeah, um, I think we shouldn't say too much more. <laughs> uh, it's really exciting to have been brought this poem or this extract of a longer poem and to have been taken inside the really rich, deep, layered work of this phenomenal American poet. So you'll be listening to myself and Fiona talking about Song of Myself by Walt Whitman, the poem that's been a friend to Andrea. Did you say section five? That's right. Section five, yeah, so it begins, I believe in you, my soul. Fantastic. Would you give it a read for us? Yeah. 
I believe in you, my soul. The other I am must not abase itself to you, and you must not be abased to the other. Loaf with me on the grass, loose the stop from your throat, not words, not music or rhyme I want, not custom or lecture, not even the best, only the lull I like, the hum of your vowed voice. I mind how once we lay such a transparent summer morning, how you settled your head athwart my hips and gently turned over upon me, and parted the shirt from my bosom bone, and plunged your tongue to my bare-stripped heart, and reached till you felt my beard, and reached till you held my feet. Swiftly rose and spread around me the peace and knowledge that pass all the argument of the earth, and I know that the hand of God is the promise of my own, and I know that the Spirit of God is the brother of my own, and that all the men ever born are also my brothers, and the women my sisters and lovers, and that a kelson of the creation is love, and limitless are leaves stiff or drooping in the fields, and brown ants in the little wells beneath them, and mossy scabs of the worm fence, heaped stones, elder, mullein, and pokeweed. Wow, fantastic. Thank you so much. Gosh. I know this so well, I just whizzed through it. Mm. <laughs> but There's a, There are a couple of specific words that I'll ask you about. Mm. But, um, oh God, what if I don't know them? That's then fine. That's also good. Oh, okay. We can try and guess at them together. Yeah, oh, that's the okay. process. Yeah. So tell us about your kind of connection with this, this one that we're talking about. So I lived in the States for a long time. I was taken over there as a teenager by my parents who got, my dad got a job there. And um, Walt Whitman is taught in 11th grade and nobody likes Walt Whitman in 11th grade. Um, And I glossed over it and didn't think anything of it. I then did my degree in English and creative writing in New York. And again, there was mention of Whitman. Didn't think anything of it. Oh, oldie worldie stuff. I was a punk rocker in New York. (laughs) I'd rather listen to Iggy Pop. (laughs) So I didn't really spend any time with Whitman and then I went to graduate school and did a Master of Fine Arts in Poetry and for some reason my tutor said, have you ever probably read Whitman? And I said, "Mm, Whitman, she said, no, 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 take some time. And for some reason I think because she was so encouraging, I I just got it, I just got it, Song Mm. of Myself. I'd read all 28 sections but I kept coming back and back to section 5. And even then I left it for a little while because life moves on. And then one day an old friend of mine sent a postcard and all they wrote on the back was loaf with me on the grass, stop the loose from your throat, not words, not music or rhyme I want, not custom or lecture, not even the best. And it was such a lovely kind of romantic line, but not necessarily romantic in a sort of traditional, maybe kind of intimate or sexual way. It just felt like a real human deep connection and that meant so much to me to just to get it on the back of a postcard. I still have it up in my, in, in my, near my desk. And it just reminds me of the very simple essence of what it is to be human. And, the, and I do like the fact that there are just hints of sensuality in here. You know, that section. I rem- basically, I mind how we, once we lay, I, I think that is, or we've always thought of that as, you know, I remember. And I love the way that the kind of, who is this you? Is this you a... Uh, part of the self, you know, the soul and the body come together, or is it a, 
I'm no doubt, I feel sure that he was probably thinking about an intimate, perhaps sexual moment outside. And yet somehow he's also able to kind of conflate that with a sense of himself and that love of the body, which let's face it, for me, I just get really excited about this idea that this man in 1855 is celebrating the body <laughs> at a time when the culture in the States and here, of course, was just so, you know, cover up, cover up, cover up. <laughs> and, and then, you know, the way it also turns to what I think of as quite a political thing of, you know, all the men ever born are also my brothers and the women my sisters and lovers and that Kelson of the creation is love. I do know what Kelson is. I don't know if that was oh. one of the words you were thinking of. It was. Was, was it? Yeah. yeah. So Kelson is, um, it's kind of the spine of a boat. So, you know, in the old wooden boats, you'd have the spine and then the like ribs of yeah. the boat coming out. So I suppose I've always thought of that as the backbone, if you like. But it's also a boat, so it carries, carries you over water, over time, over space, you know, journeys. It's such a state, simple statement about love, and yet it feels so true to me. And then he takes it down to those little ants, <laughs> like the little bits of nature, and I just think, oh, you know, he's got everything in this little piece. It's just all right here. So, yeah, it is really a, um, a poem that, that warms me whenever I read it. Oh, thank you. That was just fantastic. <laughs> but, but, yeah, it really... It really stuck out when you you said the date you know 1855 and uh, and sort of celebrating the body and the and the sensuality of the mm. body i mean very it's not even just the body is it? it's very mm. it's very sensuous yeah. that se- that section it's it's actually some of the sexiest writing i think i've ever read can i just say something there because mm. american poet mark doty who mm. i really love he said as far as he was concerned that was you know two men in a clandestine intimate moment, the shirt being opened, the head on the chest, perhaps, you know, moving towards the groin, whatever. It's just that unashamed sensuality, as you say, is a really kind of sexual moment, but not in a really, I love the way that it is also just so tender and passionate. Mm. And it, it's open, it's available to anyone who has ever felt that touch, that mm. connection. Yeah, as you say, that section, there's, the, there's that middle bit there. It's like, whew. Yeah, <laughs> totally. My goodness, yeah. But then that, that's genius, isn't it? Where he plunged your tongue and you're going, ooh. <laughs> and then he goes to my bare stripped heart. That's such a great move, isn't it? To be in that very physical, sexual realm. But then he kind of comes back around with this bare stripped heart. In just in that one section, there's so much body, isn't there? Mm. There's head, hips, bosom, bone, tongue, heart, beard, feet. And you think that's only a few lines. Mm. And he's just, you know, covered how touch and sexuality is, you know, expressed through that kind of immersion. Mm -hmm. I mean, one thing I would just say mm. is I love that sense of the refrain and the repetition. So as it goes towards the end, and I know that the Spirit of God, and I know that all the men, and that are Kelson and Limitless. And it made me think of mm. how when I was young, I was brought up in a very quite conservative Christian family. So the Bible is, I'm really familiar with the Bible. I did a lot of Bible reading when I was young. And it's like a little bit like Song of Songs or one of the Psalms. It's got that kind of lyrical refrain to it. 
I mean, there's no doubt, right? Given when he was writing that, that women would have known those things inside out. So there's something of that, that refrain that feels biblical, but in a really lovely way, like Song of Songs. Mm-hmm. And it's interesting, of course, because this, this is Song of Myself. <laughs> and he talks about the spirit of God, you know, whatever that means. I know that the spirit of God is a brother of my own. Pfft, I don't know, what is that? It's really interesting, I'm not sure. But that sense of God doesn't have to be this great big deity, but part of the body, part of the self. It seems so radical to me. I just get, ex- I still get quite excited about that. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. There's a line in another section that says something like, stop this day and night with me and you shall know the origin of all poems which is, I think, another kind of sex reference, obviously. <laughs> Stop this day and night with me. What, a, what an out there thing to say. I love that. that. That's, that's interesting because that's a similar movement from the body to, and you should know, the origin of all poems. Yes. That's similar from here where we go from the body to swiftly arose and spread around me the peace and knowledge that pass all the argument of the, the earth. earth. Yeah. Is that something Whitman plays with, that from the body comes that sort of greater, wider knowledge, is that? Knowledge and expression, I guess, yeah. Yeah, I think there is something about that, isn't it? It's interesting, peace and knowledge that pass all the argument of the earth. <laughs> Doesn't get you much know, bigger than that. No, no, it's, 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 to me it's just really incredible, you know, and to reconcile all that complexity in that statement, I think, is just really profound. And it's as much the hand of God, you know, God is in the body, as much as in the soul mm. or spirit. Mm. But yeah, you're right, there is, a, there is a shift there. He takes it, he goes from that, it's almost, you know what it is, I've just no, I've never thought about this, it, to me it's like kind of going from physical to metaphysical. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Maybe that's why I really like that, because it's not just self-satisfied kind of, you know, look what the body can do, isn't the body amazing? But also taking this really quite bold leap to talk about God and just that all brothers are my, are my brothers, you know, which again at the time of slavery feels mm. like a radical statement. That sort of weirdly political undercurrent to it. I think that's like also doubly edged with this repetition of and I know. Mm. That does feel like that's a kind of, um, it's a personal claiming of a radical position. You God people can start telling me anything you want to tell me <laughs> about God being in heaven and me being sinful. <laughs> But I know God is part of this living, sensual life I'm in. Mm. Yeah, it's, um, it's easy to imagine why he was not understood and not really published. I think I read that he, that Tennyson or one of the British poets, like he came, oh no, was it Coleridge? It might have been Coleridge, shows you my expertise in late 19th century British poetry. But one of them kind of sort of embraced him and he came over, I think. Yes. I think that's right. I think it might be Coleridge. I think it might be Coleridge yeah. too. I don't know much about the background, although I do recognise Whitman's um, place at a time which couldn't possibly begin to credit, let alone understand what he was trying to mm. say. Mm. I think people misunderstand Whitman and think, oh, it's all about himself. <laughs> Oh, yes. Because <laughs> you know? yes. that's the beginning, isn't it? Like Something like, I contain multitudes, that's it. I contain oh. multitudes, and it's like, if you don't get Whitman, you could really misread that. But actually, it's about, it's as much saying, all the men ever born are also my brothers, and the women my sisters and lovers. It's like, I am part of, they are, 
you are, he is, she is, which is just, you know, yeah, really powerful. It's sort of like, you know, what I was saying about like going up in a Christian household. I shouldn't say this really, but like kind of what the Bible could have <laughs> could yeah. do, you yeah. know? Because I still think that there's amazing stories in the Bible and mm. there are some, you know, we know much literature, Judeo-Christian literature, you know, mm. all the literature. You know, we wouldn't get Milton and Shakespeare without the Bible. You wouldn't get so much mm. literature without the Bible. There's just some extraordinary writing in there, particularly like, Song of Songs and some of the Psalms, mm. these beautiful lyrical lines. And I just sort of think, I don't ever need to look at that again because I've got section five of Song of Songs. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Mm. That, that's, that's all. Oh, that's lovely. Do you know what? It's just good to be reminded right then of the title, Song of Myself. Yeah, I guess that goes back to what you were saying about if you didn't kind of get where Whitman was coming from, that you could be forgiven for thinking it was all a bit... Indulgent. Indulgent. Or or, yeah, yeah, yeah. I suppose I'm interested to know, having discovered it back in your days as a student, and that however many years on, it remains with you. I wonder if you could maybe just talk a little bit about your journey with it from, from then through, through to now. Well, as I say, I, that postcard where someone had written a sh- short section and sent it to me, that postcard still sits on my desk, so it does become, in a way... Do you know the Desiderata, the famous Desiderata? It's a piece that says something along the lines of um, do not spend time with uh, angry people, do not spend time with vexatious spirits. Um, it's kind of instructive, and in a weird way, and I, there have been times in my life that have been incredibly dark and incredibly difficult and it's sort of like this is a weird alternative desiderata I suppose in that sense of instructive not just in terms of what the words are saying but also the the lyrical Mm. language the cadence the rhythm and cadence becomes as I say like a prayer Um, and I can just read it and feel not just so not just the meaning but also the way the language reassures and and offers, Mm. you know, that constancy of the human voice has been really reassuring. I was just really struck by that first stanza. I believe in you, my soul. The other I am must not abase itself to you, and you must not be abased to the other. I'm kind of blown away by it and still can't fully get my head around it. I can connect to that. I was just kind of noticing how we've gone from that enormous thing, and then he finishes the section with the, the pokeweed. Mm. He's gone down to the ants and the, 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 the mossy scabs. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Um, but it starts with the soul, this yeah, big abstract thing. Yeah, yeah, that I'm, that I'm still sort of returning to that first couple of lines and going, gosh, I believe in you, my soul. The other I am must not abase itself to you. The other I am being the sort of the, the, the quotidian day-to-day sort of person that's just going about his business and sort of maybe forgetting about larger things is that is that is I don't know it could be I mean I sort of I suppose I've always thought about it as that I am that has to move through the world of the time that that I am exists in the world right. with all of its 
parameters and rules and social norms yeah. um, and to l not lose sight of yourself mm. in that because it must have been hard for him in some ways particularly as we know he was predominantly a gay man but even beside that he, like let's say even if it wasn't about sexuality I just also think he was clearly a unique individual so there, maybe there is something about that that other I am trying to move through the world I don't know am I straying far from what no, your thoughts all, were? No not no just trying to sort of work it out in a way mm. or just I suppose there's a thing about balance in there isn't yeah. there yeah. the other I am must not abase itself to mm. you and you must not be abased to the other there's something it seems to me he's getting at that's around some idea of a proper balance yeah, I, and I guess also there's the believe word is quite important there. I believe yeah. in you, my soul. The other I am <laughs> that doesn't perhaps right. or doubt, you know, so <laughs> yeah. it's, that, it's that kind of cynical, doubting, lost bit of me. Yeah. Yeah. My doubting other self mustn't sort of subsume itself in some, you know, oh, it's all about the soul and that's all... You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. and in a way, I I really connect to yeah, that. You know, actually, yeah. it does feel very modern, or it certainly feels very relevant to me. I don't know about yeah, modern, but yeah. yeah, I totally relate to that. I well, think. in the light of this introduction, anyway, yeah. certainly, you yeah. know, it's fantastic. And I love also just while we're at the front, and that you know what you were saying, Andrea, about um, for you, it's not just the meaning and um, and, and what he's saying because that's that's in the poem itself isn't it this second section here is in praise of exactly what you're talking about yes. not words not musical rhyme not custom or lecture it only the the lull i like yeah you know so yeah like you, na you, na you sort of nailed the idea i was dancing around only the lull i like the hum of your voice yeah. it, in a way the words don't matter mm. it's the the human sounds isn't it that connection and that's what song does, isn't it? That's what song does. It's not even just about the words, although lyrics are really powerful. And I'm a complete music head. I listen to music all the time. But it's that marriage of the words. The words, I mean, let's face it, like 90% of songs are about love anyway, aren't they? But in a way, they're almost interchangeable sometimes because it's the marriage of the human voice against the music. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And so here there's something about that and it feels like, yeah, it's called Song of Myself. And there is something about that song-like quality to the language that, for me, is just enchanting and mm. mesmerising and musical and, and um, yeah, keeps, holds me, I suppose, besides the meaning, besides what the lyrics, quote-unquote, might be saying, per se. Mm, mm. Well, I just... Uh... Oh, just absolutely loved having this conversation. Extraordinary. I'm so, so pleased to have oh, been introduced great. to this, Andrea. I really am. Mm. I think it's fantastic. Mm. I'm really... Oh, that means a lot to me. I feel all glowy. So <laughs> totally, mm. to totally with this poem. I think that's mm. amazing. Mm. It's wonderful. The only thing I will, I will ask, because we ask this of everybody, and you've answered it to some extent, but... Um, if thinking about this idea of poems as friends, if this poem were a friend to you, what kind of a friend would you describe it as? Mm. Yeah, it is. Um, do you know, it's like it's probably fraternal. I'm the oldest of three, so I was very much the take care of your younger brother. Says you're the oldest, you should know better, and so I never had an older sibling. <clears throat> there was a lot of responsibility put on me. And I think it is, it is probably fraternal. 
like a reassuring older male figure just kind of going it's okay you know listen just listen listen to the words listen to yourself you know you don't even have to listen to me but I'm I'm listening mm. wonderful Walt Whitman song of myself I believe in you my soul the other I am must not abase itself to you, and you must not be abased to the other. Loaf with me on the grass, loose the stop from your throat. Not words, not music or rhyme I want, not custom or lecture, not even the best. Only the lull I like the hum of your valved voice. I mind how once we lay such a transparent summer morning, how you settled your head athwart my hips and gently turned over upon me, and parted the shirt from my bosom bone and plunged your tongue to my bare-stripped heart and reached till you felt my beard and reached till you held my feet. Swiftly arose and spread around me the peace and knowledge that pass all the argument of the earth. And I know that the hand of God is the promise of my own. And I know that the spirit of God is the brother of my own and that all the men ever born are also my brothers, and the women my sisters and lovers, and that a kelson of the creation is love, and limitless are leaves stiff or drooping in the fields, and brown ants in the little wells beneath them, and mossy scabs of the worm fence, heaped stones, elder, Mullin and pokeweed. Well, that was Michael with the gift reading there. Our thanks to Andrea for coming to see us and for giving us that wonderful insight and journey into this um, extraordinary writing and poet. And yeah, really taking us there so beautifully. It was my first time in a while being in the conversations and, and holding the conversations with you, Fiona. I have to say it was a really great reminder, actually, of how fantastic it is to, to be introduced to a poem through somebody's very special connection to it. Uh, and, and this one really summed that up for me, actually. I, I, I loved having the conversation i loved being introduced to that poem and several others in fact from the national center for writing and i'm sure we're going to be featuring some others yes it was wonderful to be doing the work together again and in person and how especially wonderful to be doing it in the gorgeous national center for writing in norwich where we were hosted with such um generosity and care by the whole team there, actually, um, which was really, really great because it's a 
you know, it's a, it, it's quite a thing, isn't it? To sort of uh, sort of drop in to uh, a particular location and um, immerse ourselves in these incredible connections with people and poems. And so it really it really makes the difference when there's a lovely team there to to welcome you and um, and support you and yeah, give you all the comforts that make those conversations very special. So it was lovely. Absolutely. And talking of support, Fiona, this is this is our last episode of the year. And so just to say a massive thank you to all of you for listening and for continuing to support the podcast. You know, we're a small team that, that make this and it really does uh, make a difference to us that people listen and uh, let us know that they're enjoying what we do. That's really huge. Uh, if you if you could find it in yourself to do one more thing, it would be incredible if you were able to leave a rating or a review with iTunes. That would help enormously. Uh, uh, and maybe share it with your friends on, on whatever social media you inhabit. That would be incredible. And it's fantastic to be able to say, Michael, that we have been successful in being awarded a small projects grant from the Arts Council to be able to continue doing our work both on the ground with some very special residencies actually a couple of kind of small residencies in particular places um, exploring poems as friends both through the exchange but also through some some other activity that we've got lined up and that's really exciting that 2022 now looks like a place of continuance which is fantastic we do of course continue to rely on the support that you've just been speaking about Michael from our fantastic listeners and and also for anyone who's able to make a donation that money comes to us from the grants fund on the basis that we do continue to uh, raise some income directly ourselves so whether it's small or large we welcome anything anybody is able to give us and there's a donate page that makes it pretty straightforward on the website so do head to thepoetryexchange.co.uk we wish you all a, a wonderfully happy holiday season and we'll be back with you next month and indeed next year with more poems as friends until then thank you for listening